<laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are totally okay. You got a got a vocal stem. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I love doing that when it's like I'm humming and then I can feel like the hum in between mm, like my lips. Yes. Oh, it's yes. like a vibration. <laughs> mm, speaking of. Me, 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 me. <laughs> la, 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 la. You, 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 you. <laughs> ta, 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 ta. <laughs> I feel like I'm in music class in grade school again. I was in band, so sorry about it. Mr. Charon is teaching us music today. And his pronouns are he, him, and student Heather is here today, and her pronouns are she, her. (laughs) And this is the Typically Divergent podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. How are we all doing today? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Happy Monday. I'm going to start saying that from now on because our episodes are released on Monday. Oh yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Yes. May you have the least Mondayest Monday. Yes. And hope hopefully the rest of your week is going to be just fine. Yes. Keep up the positive affirmations. Yeah. How are you doing today, Heather? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Um, let's say like, a, I don't know, seven out of 10. Like... I had honestly like more of a low energy week, but I feel like I'm coming out of that because it's like the end of the week, I guess. And I'm, you know, we're recording today, which is always fun. And then, you know, I I do work this weekend, but then I'm off on Monday. So that'll be nice. (laughs) Good. What about you? Um, I am doing so good. I am doing so, so good. good. My winter blues are not as blue today, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask the universe why, and I'm just going to ride it because it feels nice right now. Yeah. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, go with it. Yeah. You should. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, th- I think that's almost a little bit of what I had, like, earlier this week. Like, it, it goes, like, up and down. Like, the seasonal yep. affective disorder stuff, it's... Like, you'll have a little bit of a better time, but it, man, that that gray weather really gets to you, like, for a good period of time. But then you'll have these moments. So you d- enjoy the good moments, right? Like, that's what's important. <clears throat> yeah. And that's so beautiful that you say that because that kind of coincides with one of my cards that I drew for today. Ooh. But I do have a couple things that I want to get you caught up on because I okay. haven't seen you all week. Okay. Um. So if... You are you following um, the majority of the TikToks that are on our Facebook page or not our Facebook page? (laughs) (laughs) Look at look at that look at this old millennial man. Just kidding, because I'm even older. But you know, like, have you been following our TikTok page? Yes, I have. Okay, then um, you would know that uh, the one that I posted last week, Mm -hmm. uh, Nicholas got recognized in public the other day oh yes yes and you were you were very sad about that you i was a thing. little sad you poor thing i was a little sad but but he's tall he is tall <laughs> he's a gorgeous ginger and the the guy was like yeah I, I i could recognize you because of your nose ring and your beard and nicholas goes not because i'm this tall and i was like oh babe i'm sorry again in the video i'm like salt so, i'm not salty i'm not salty kind of salty but I being a hairdresser for as long as I have for the city of Fort Wayne, um, I've I have had my time getting recognized like that um, as a hairdresser, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Huh, it's kind of nice, isn't it? You feel like a little star, baby." <laughs> 
And um, did he did he think it was fun? Yeah, yeah. He was the guy was like, "I do you have a TikTok?" And Nicholas goes, "No, my fiance does." And he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I've I've seen your TikTok." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's good." Yeah. So I don't know if they're a listener yet, but yeah. to the kid at the gas station, hey, thanks. <laughs> we appreciate it. Also, Jaren's TikToks have been pretty funny. I just have to say, as a longtime TikTok user, so uh, <laughs> and I, a, I support and a, our, and a our baby TikToker. Yes, I support Jaren, the baby TikToker, yes. handling our TikTok account. So uh, if you guys want to check it out, you re- you really should. You really should. He honestly, you have caught onto the trends pretty fast, and like the way that you move your head, and like how you're doing things and editing, like. And you also, like, have the editing skills that you've built up from this podcast, which I think you should give yourself a little pat on the back for, too. Oh, thank like, you. Like, I mean, seriously, because it does take a lot of work. And so being getting more experience with that probably helped you with some of the TikTok stuff, too. So, yeah, y'all, his videos are cute. Yeah. So. Come follow us um, at Typically Divergent Pod. Um, the so pod. The pod. So, um, actually, while we're on the subject of TikTok, let's go ahead and talk about it really quick. Sure. Just for two minutes. I downloaded this in hopes with the goal in mind of using it to help grow our audience to get our, to help grow the audience for our show. And, um, I did not give it an algorithm for anything that I wanted to get stuck watching. And Mm -hmm. I liked one video and now I'm getting all this stuff that I'm like, (laughs) it's, it's getting me back into the, the negative habits that i promised mm. myself and i told you guys like i don't mm-hmm. want to compare myself to other people and i'm doing that again so mm-hmm. i am going to i start putting limits on it mm-hmm. and i've had a conversation with nicholas about it and both how we feel and i think you know it is a, a it's more than a wealth of knowledge it's a it's a well what's it's it's uh what's like the the amount of water underneath the earth like that's that goes deeper mm. There's like a word, like the cavity of all of the yeah, like an unending cavern of water. <laughs> yeah. So in that's what TikTok is, and I yeah. I need to get I need to look back at using it for what I would like to do instead of the negative effects that it's having on me. So yeah, we're gonna continue posting on it. We've got some ideas of things that we want to post on it for you oh, guys. I'm so excited. We just had a conversation about it today. <laughs> um, but yes, there. Uh, watch the most recent one um it's fucking funny but it is but it's long and so it's not getting the view it's not getting the viewership yeah the three minute they actually never used to have the three i think it's like the three minute limit one that was the newer thing that got added about a year i think about a year after tiktok came into existence and i will admit even of course ADHD but I do have trouble usually listening to them but or, or watching them but uh so really good ones I will still watch through especially if they have a lot of good information or like mm-hmm. they keep me going with the story or something oh, or like yeah. a really really well done makeup tutorial like it's a really great way to part find four. that yeah <sighs> like honestly just give me the information I don't want that whole like and follow for part two three four yeah. fifteen dear lord so I actually appreciate it sometimes and I thought it was funny so yeah I'm here for it uh, oh <laughs> I'm biased, of course, but, you know. Uh, Well, same. But, you know, that's one of my core beliefs. I'm fucking funny. Yeah. You got to see positive affirmations. I'm here for it. I was was fucking giggling when -hmm. I was editing that. Nicholas looks at me and goes, oh, are you you laughing about your (laughs) TikTok? Laughing at yourself? Yeah. You laughing about yourself over there? Yes, Yes, I am. Yes, baby. Yes, Um, I am. 
Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, Dozer gets in and on there every once in a while. Yes. Um, yes, he does. And I do want to go ahead and follow up in last week's episode. I am not gaslighting my dog anymore. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Yay. Um, Good for Dozer. But there was this moment when um, we couldn't get him to come upstairs to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, Dan, skip like the next 10 seconds. He wouldn't come upstairs. And so I straight up was like, wow, made a very sexually charged comment about Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And Dozer came running up the stairs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was Nothing like, Nothing like pets to be basically like our children and just be like, hey, so what you doing in there? I. I, Time for me to cuddle, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not going to lie. Cat, cats will do the same thing. Can can speak from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Did I, um, and I haven't told you about my, I'm not going to call it a paranormal experience because it was not like spooky, but it did give me chills. Spoopy. I, I spoopy. I told you guys about the um, positive energy that lives within the house. Oh, yes. Yes. I, when like in the stairs, it's always around the freaking stairs. Yeah. She's been tripping me up the stairs when <laughs> I've been on my phone on TikTok. I, maybe, maybe it's like a fellow comedian. Maybe a little comedian at heart. Oh, well, if it is, she's got a, they have a funny way of <laughs> um, telling me to get off my TikTok when I'm walking up the stairs. And I know I shouldn't be TikTok- oh, no. talking and stair stepping. I was just going to say, those don't go well together. Me as someone who doesn't have good uh, object uh, permanence with my body and like going around like hallways. Yeah. And you've walked up the stairs. Yeah. M- my stairs. Yeah. There's a turn. Yeah. <laughs> There are yeah. two turns. Yeah, and I run into things all the time. <laughs> I'm that person who, even as a kid, I, I don't fall down the stairs. I trip up the stairs. Girls, that, okay, that's what it's having. Mm. It's, that's what it's making me do. Mm. Yeah. It's making me trip up the stairs. Goodness. So, um, freaking freaking spirit of the house. Spirit of the house. Well, you know, it's not a bad one. So that, I'm happy with that. But mm. here's the thing. Nicholas came home one day from work, and we both made a, a comment about how we were so happy to see each other. Mm-hmm. And then... The music box that has not been played or has been touched in God knows how long. Just twinkle, 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 twinkle. What? And I know. That's cr- that's kind of creepy. It really just started out of nowhere. Yeah. And did so, you? It was it on like a song or something? It just like started playing something that wasn't what? Well, it I mean it, it was playing whatever. Oh, was in there, but it just uh-huh. like came to life out it of nowhere. Came to life. It's what not opened. Heck? It's not activated. What the heck? Yeah. Guys, we're turning into a paranormal podcast to talk about the the. We're gonna have like ghost experiences in. Uh, oh, I've had in, so many in in Sharon's house. We're we're gonna have we should do like a like a paranormal investigation episode. We could you can like turn it into some of the TikToks. Then we can have a part one, two, three. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I will um I'll keep you updated. But um, do you guys ever have paranormal spoopy feeling or not feelings? Do you guys ever have paranormal spoopy experiences? Let us know. Do you guys like yeah. paranormal stuff? Because we are totally into it. Oh, yeah. We could do so many episodes Oh, my on gosh. It. I Guys, if you want us to do, like, a ghost story episode, whether it's around Halloween, not around Halloween, I don't care. We will do some ghost stories. Yeah. I'm down for it. That's not what, like, our whole podcast is about. But considering we do, like, witchy topics and stuff and... Yeah. We're I typically mean, divergent. And we can, we make, can talk we about can whatever we want. We can do funny ones, too. Like, yeah. so if people are interested, please let us know. Again, we're always looking for feedback, especially in this first year, like... 
you guys are our first listeners. You really have an opportunity to help us shape this podcast. So I think that's really important. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys. So if you do have any kind of feedback on the stuff that you're enjoying, what stuff you'd like to see us do more of, please definitely let us know. Yeah. Um, we we really look for that when we do receive it yeah. and we do take it to heart. Yeah. So here's a boundary though. What's um like murder mystery or like true crime? I'm not too big into that. We could do an yeah. episode or two, but like that's definitely not a focus that I want to be. But if you guys want one, let us know. Oh yeah. I mean we do yeah. enough throughout the year that it's like Yeah. If you guys want one here or there as like something different to listen to, I'm I'm totally down. Yeah. We just wanna know that that's something that interests you guys. Yeah. So. Also, speaking of some feedback, mm-hmm. we do have a couple listener message- messages mm. that I would like for us to read tonight. Okay. And some shout outs. Um, all right. So the first one is, thank you for, oh, thank you for the shout out to the moms and working moms in your imposter syndrome episode. I am a mom that had to go back to work because my benefits ran out and I pump at work. Oh, like breastfeeding. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this or not, but even dogs, I believe, have 10 weeks to completely wean their puppies off of them. Human Mm, women... mm -hmm. For adoption purposes, yes. yes. Um, Human women get less time than dogs do, and we have less rights than dogs, LOL. But I still listen to your podcast every night on my way home from work. It's very relaxing after stressful days and helps me calm down and recenter myself. Plus, I love hearing your voices. And that's from Casey, pronouns she, her. So thank you so much, Casey. I really appreciate hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And then... Um, hey guys, I'm five episodes deep into typically divergent, super in all caps, enjoyed your first podcast episode, especially, and especially, especially in all caps, um, the ending where you and Heather are laughing and celebrating in the background about, (laughs) about you appreciate, um, about having done this damn thing. I also really appreciate the tarot mental health check-ins. They're Mm. reminding me to take care of myself and do the same. Yes. Both your guys' energies are really engaging, and I really appreciate how much I've learned on just a handful of episodes. You are doing lovely, powerful work, and that is from M, pronouns she, her. Thank, Thank you, you. M. Seriously, these are so nice. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate this. Yes. So, surprise, I actually have one, too. <gasps> you do? Yeah, and you reminded me. Oh, my so, gosh. <clears throat> This person didn't clarify if they wanted to be identified or not, so I'm going to choose not to. Okay. Um, again, we will never identify people unless they they ask to be or are willing to, so please let us know when you do send us stuff. Um, this person had feedback um, and wanted to offer a viewpoint regarding um, uh, women and um, having babies because you know how we t- we both talked about that through the yeah. game uh, last episode. Oh, yeah, we and got really deep last week. Yeah, we did, like about – about having kids and I even said you know we could make that an episode if people are you know either want to send us things about how their experience with either choosing to have kids choosing not to their ability to not ability to some of their you know positives negatives all those kinds of things um and I would love to do an episode on that because it has been so talked about in social media regarding um uh just like the ethics and the questions that come up with an affordability of having kids nowadays, right? Because so just, we're in late stage capitalism. Yeah, end stage capitalism issues. Yeah. But so this person did have some perspective to offer in the meantime and just wanted to say that they see so many women in their early to mid 20s that 
think having a baby will heal them. It honestly only makes it worse. They love their children to death and would do it over again a million times. However, they do think that there's so much pressure put on women to have kids and be the perfect mom, but there's literally zero discussion about how being the best mom you can be also involves being the mother to your inner child that you need to begin with. Mm-hmm. They said that they just want to hug the people who feel pressured to have kids and say, hey, heal yourself first. Yes, yes, because you can't expect to heal your inner child by mm-hmm. having a child and, exp- and then making them into yourself. Yeah. And I think you and I may have and that, had similar experiences with that yeah i think that's sort yeah. of what we were getting into and how and I, I again haven't talked about it too much but that's another reason why i am trying to work on my eating disorder stuff try coming into this new year and getting through some other things with therapy because i want to make sure that i don't continue that as a cycle if and when mm-hmm. i do choose to have children yeah so i'm proud um, of you for acknowledging that and knowing you. that you that's something you needed to do first yeah Absolutely. I think that's the healthy way to do it when when you can, when you have control over that situation, which I do right now. Yeah. So um, the other comment that they did have, because they had two, is that they said, also, I did all kinds of shit behind my parents' back. But my favorite Hell was yeah. steal my mom's weed and smoke it out of the can of her last diet Pepsi, which I drank out of spite. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, and I love girl. that. So just to... Go away from the seriousness for a moment there. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking get it, guys. Yes. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you want to tell me about those tarot cards now? Yes. Because you drew two, right? You were, I, you were saying? I was given two today. Awesome. So the first one was trust the timing. This card will come because of a concern that you are, quote, missing your moment. We waste so much time worrying about when that moment will happen that we either do miss it or we miss out on life completely. Hmm. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to answer your calling. You'll never be too old. Don't jump on a wave that isn't meant for you. You'll waste your precious energy on that instead of enjoying your life. Trust the wave you came in on. Trust the season you're in. Time isn't running out. And I like that. That um, resonated within me about the stuff on tiktok mm-hmm. heather and i had a conversation about that earlier today and that's not that is up for discussion on another episode for another topic when we talk about social media um but um i'm i'm putting that one with that for now mm-hmm. and then the other one was surrender to sweetness Drink some water. So cute. That makes me want to eat ice cream. I don't know why I'm on a sweet tooth kill right now. <laughs> mm. I want ice cream. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, we don't do guilty pleasures, honey. Oh, yeah. You can come we don't see. Do cu- no, we don't do guilty pleasures. <laughs> I, swear, I swear I still have, yeah. I swear I still have issues. Sorry. It's okay. Hey. I'm working on it. No, I just, I don't, I don't want you to put yourself down. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know? I know what you mean. As soon as I said, I'm like, oh. I'm working on that in therapy. Yep. I'm sorry. But it, it, there's no morality in food, right, guys? <laughs> right. But there, it takes... It is so just, hard to unlearn it. Just like it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to help people heal themselves. Yeah. Well, it's about unlearning, right? So I'm yes. unlearning about... So helping you unlearn. Yeah. There you go. Food morality is a huge part of my stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Same. Um, so my a second card was Surrender to Sweetness. This is a highly feminine card. This is wooing for you to start enjoying the pleasures being a human has to offer and to start falling in love with life. 
So many of us are working really hard in unfulfilling jobs five times a week, even, <laughs> even more, just to survive. We are not living anymore. Oh, man. No. The end stage capitalism, man. Hashtag eat the rich. But keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> eat the rich. Take a moment to start enjoying the fruits you have worked so hard to grow. This is some little back history. Mm. The ancient Babylonians connected with the feminine goddess Ishtar to the planet of Venus. And as we know, uh, Roman mythology states that Venus is the goddess of love and beauty, which is also my ruling planet. Mm -hmm. Aside from the moon, Venus shines the brightest. Time is our precious resource and it is the greatest healer. So take time to reconnect with loved ones. I read that and it took me it hit me so hard that I had to stop what I was doing. I, I couldn't even like start taking notes on the card. I just had to stop reading it and I had to go lay down with Dozer. And I was like, I, this can wait. I just need to spend some time with dog, with my dog. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was a nice little kick in the pants and I really appreciated it. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, yeah. Like enjoying the little, the little mm-hmm. things and yeah. the moments. Yeah. And I'm starting to do that. But if I get too, if I feel like, I feel like if I get too much of it, then I'm like not being productive enough because then I'm like, but I really should be working. But yeah. it's like, no, slow down, buddy. Like it, you've been pumping your brakes for a really long time. It's okay. I, you can relax. I for real also feel that getting into the creative endeavors helps tremendously yes. with reminding me of that. Do you, are you feeling that way? Like, I know we talked about this a little bit last week too, but it is driving me crazy as to how much benefit is providing me like almost like a secondary therapy to do my painting and watercolors mm-hmm. and you're doing your diamond dots and, and like, and last week I said I hadn't been putting any time aside for my spiritual witch side. I had been meditating some more. Mm, is that helping? Yes. Awesome. See, yes. I, there's, I'm trying to think of exactly how it's quoted but there is a popular meme or little image whatever out there that says something basically along the lines of um humans weren't built to do the nine to five five day a week bullshit those who have the ability to (laughs) (laughs) do you like the way i said that bullshit Bullshit. you're toe tap honey i'm on it today that those with money and the ability to afford luxuries, again, we, we're able to afford some of that, both of us, thankfully, they quickly will go to creative endeavors mm-hmm. if they're able to have the opportunity. And thus, it just proves that when humans have the ability and the choice to make, they would much rather do creative things, music, singing, like anything related to music, yeah. artwork, like the music and arts and creative fields, Using cooking, that other like side of your brain. Yes. Oh, I've been doing so much cooking. And, and but 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 also cooking that doesn't mean business, right? But cooking for the pleasure and love of cooking, yes. not cooking at a restaurant. Yes, honey. Yes. If, if you saw that TikTok, you would know. Uh, and that yeah one of my favorite things that i um spencer and i did recently cook a little while ago was a pasta recipe off of tiktok tiktok pasta recipes by the way are incredible it was like a we did these like giant rigatoni like they were huge ones Mm -hmm. like really really large mix that with the rose sauce and then even before that putting some oil in a pan doing some uh chopped garlic as well as red pepper flakes so it's Mm -hmm. a little bit spicy don't have to if you don't want that and then put that with the pasta the sauce and then put a burrata on top Mm. 
Mm. Now that 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 does add expense. You are speaking my language right now, but mama. holy fuck! Uh, <laughs> is this that, a porn podcast now? Because food porn. This this was a food porn level. This is a food porn level recipe. Let me just tell you because that mm. shit, that shit tastes like sex mm. in the form of Italian food. Mm. I mean, I. So for those who don't know what burrata is, burrata because I, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a super well educated Italian person, okay? But <laughs> the burrata is basically like a giant mozzarella ball that's filled with cream and more mozzarella inside of it. Right. Like it is incredible. I will say it's a luxury item. I would say right now because cheese and other things are definitely really expensive. Food is yeah. expensive, but if you're gonna treat yourself. And still save money from going to a restaurant. It is very delicious. And yeah. I highly and recommend learn, it. And you're learning how to do a recipe. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. And mm. we've made it twice now. The mm. I'm, It reminded me of it because you were just talking about the... Uh, I don't even remember anymore. Eh, ADHD. <laughs> but but I, uh, I just wanted to share that those those recipes all the recipes oh yeah cooking and creativity yes um, <laughs> but cooking off of tiktok has been awesome so heather what was your tarot card uh yeah so i pulled the three of wands upright um and for any of our new listeners i haven't said this in a while but the resource that i use to help me interpret my tarot cards is biddy tarot this is not a sponsored post we don't have any sponsorships yet um this is just me doing a plug for them because i love their website so um Upright generally means progress, expansion, foresight, and overseas opportunities. Hmm. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, okay, Norway or Denmark, Sweden, you got you got any jobs for me? Like, what are we doing? Are we going like we're gonna have an we could have like an overseas podcast? Don't you worry, I'd still link up with you. <laughs> or or maybe our podcast is gonna do so well that we can go do things globally. Oh my god, that would be amazing. My left eye is twitching, which North, means that's a good thing. North North Europe tour. Can can we please do that? I would love that so much. Uh, yeah. We gotta get listeners there first. Yeah, y'all are so happy over there. Please, I just I want to be like y'all, and we we need we need the things that you have here in the U.S. Please, yes. I'm just I'm begging for it at this point. Please. Oh, real, Anywho. real quick. So sorry. Oh, go ahead. We no, talk, we talked about glowing global. We talk about global stuff. Um, hey, real quick, guys, I forgot to say in a couple episodes ago, we hit over a thousand downloads and we just wanted to say really thank you so very much. We really appreciate that. That's a, that means a lot to us. That helps us grow in yes. within the the podcasting community so other people can find us. Word of mouth is helpful. And like, so I was clicking that following button, but really like those downloads help the most. So she said something about going around the world and then a map popped up in my head with all of our dots. And I wanted to say thank you so very much. And we're so happy that all of us are on this planet together and enjoying Yay. this. So, okay. No, yes. you continue. Oh, no worries. No worries. No, it was worth it to say that. Um, so it basically says that while the two of wands speaks to planning for the future, the three of wands shows that your plans are now well underway and you're considering even more opportunities to expand that current strategy and maximize your ultimate potential. I love that. It kind of relates to the podcast just a little, right? And kind of like what we talked about earlier before we started recording. Yes. 
<laughs> I also do think that I I tend because a lot of my life is bless my you. bless you dozer. Um, a lot of my life is related to my work, my mm-hmm. job, um, and I mean just tr- things that I'm trying to do in my life. I mean I could even relate that to the watercolors and the painting that yeah. I'm starting to do because I really am actually learning a bit and I've been doing some exercises and stuff and I I feel like I'm learning and it's helping me with the creativity side of my brain that we've talked about. I, mm-hmm. I really like to work on and I don't like being so analytical all the time. Um, but it, it, it's not something that's necessarily bad. True. True. I just, it's just who you are. I think also these I are think probably trauma responses too. It, it is. I, yeah. as we talked in that imposter syndrome episode, I have a really hard time because of working in healthcare. I, I think it happens with a lot of, a lot of healthcare professionals, teachers have this issue a lot and, and people who just anyone who has a lot of actual passion and love for the career choice that they made, mm-hmm. but the jobs, the individual jobs within those careers have maybe hurt them. Or, you know, they have a struggle of like when you have a passion for something that can become a negative in the sense that you start to identify your identity is attached to your academic performance and then attached to your job and that or your career. And that's what happened to me because I was so academic focused throughout my whole life. And I would argue not not a well balanced mm-hmm. student in grade school like my brother. He did like maybe not as good academically sorry sorry to my brother but 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 he did well right like he didn't he didn't get a hundred percent on every test or get upset if he got a 90 a 90 is still incredibly good right like he got you know you get good grades he still got good grades like still graduated on the stage or whatever you know like all that good stuff just not just what the state wants you to be so that you can get they can get their funding for schools the kid also played hockey and golf he's not a kid anymore he just turned 30 last week but (laughs) birthday little brother (laughs) yes um but like golf hockey tennis like he -hmm. did all those things now i danced but i didn't do like that was once a week. I didn't I didn't do a lot of sports. I was so focused on academics. That was where I got my praise from my family and all that other stuff. Yeah. So it's it led me into like such down that path of such an analytical mm-hmm. lifestyle. And I still had creative aspects of me. But then going full on into that into college, yeah. I lost what little like what stuff was already there and developing. It, that's how it always has felt to me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I regret going into the career that I have, I'm very thankful for it. I, I feel decently successful in it, all that other stuff, but it's, I have to work hard to pull that, pull it away from being attached to my identity. And so that's where I try to recognize it, not as something to be down on myself, but as a, a, a thing listed on the negative side that I want to balance better with other things yeah if that makes sense yeah it does um but anyway so i feel like i'm making progress in those areas i feel like we're making progress with the podcast Mm -hmm. we're growing um we're continuing to um explore also different things that we're doing in the podcast like we keep asking for you know like feedback and what you know people want us to talk about more because we're you know open to doing different types of topics um 
And then I did think it was interesting that it talks about um, uh, the the person in the card is generally like looking out to sea and it talks about there being potentially opportunities that are not like close by you from a physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so um, having overseas opportunities and things that are distant from you. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting because, of course, people know at this point how what my political beliefs are on this podcast and how I feel about some of the issues in the United States. And um, my husband and I have always said that if if all else fails or we've really had enough, mm-hmm. we wouldn't necessarily move back to Canada where he's from. Mm-hmm. We honestly would maybe go to like Norway or Denmark or something like that. It is just very difficult because they are very much like needs focused and mm-hmm. they already do very well with what they have. So unless you have an easily remote job like professional podcaster you work in it and can get like a remote job with a company Mm -hmm. that has a base over there um it can be very difficult to work over there so um yeah we'll see but i'm not it's not in the works right now but time will tell yes i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) also so um we have two really last quick things that we're going to say and then I have to go pee and we're going to take a small break (laughs) and then we're going to come back and then we're going to do today's episode which is going to be am I the asshole stories but but we're going to change them to am I the dickhole oh my god because I don't like saying asshole I like to say dickhole because I feel like it sounds more rude and funny and and funny so am i the dickhole that's gonna be our new series am Um, i the dickhole am i the dickhole send us ask send you can ask us hey am i the dickhole yeah Um, please do and we'll keep you anonymous don't worry it's okay we'll we'll try and maybe you weren't you know like we can be on your side we'll give you validation yeah totally (laughs) um upcoming up this week it is my future mother-in-law's birthday so happy birthday (laughs) stacy did i actually say stepmother-in-law you oh started too. Okay, okay. Yes, I did. I did start too. And then I was like, no, wait, that's too many. I just had a laugh. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's too many prefixes. Um, so future mother-in-law Stacy, it's gonna be her birthday on Wednesday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Stacy. I can't wait to see you on Thursday for dinner. And um, we would like to take a quick moment to recognize that it is currently Black History Month mm-hmm. and we do have an episode we do have an episode planned for this month. It is just not this week or next week. We are planning on doing an episode with some a variety of topics related to Black History Month and talking about potentially um, some people in history that you might not learn about or Mm -hmm. in light of different states taking away certain educational opportunities related to um, people of color and learning about their history. And we think that that's very important. So we are going to try to talk about some different uh, figures in history as part of that episode. If you are a person of color or even if not, but you've studied this area um, and you have insight or thoughts on maybe a person that you think we should talk about, um, please let us know. Yeah. Would be happy to, um, you know, look into them specifically. Otherwise, we'll be, you know, picking um, some people on our own. But if anyone has an idea, please send it our way. Yeah, damn right. And you can do that by visiting our link tree, which is found in the description of this episode. Or you can email us at typicallydivergentpod. I think it's pod or podcast. We're going to say typicallydivergentpod at gmail.com. Yes, I believe so. All right. (laughs) I'm going to go pee. We'll be right back. All right. So you ready for some dickhole stories? Yes. All right. All right. (laughs) That sounds so interesting out of context. Yes. All right. So 
Again, these are Am I the Asshole Stories. We're calling them Am I the Dickhole Stories. Am I the dickhole for canceling my son's birthday party because my mother-in-law left poop on my toothbrush? First impressions. Um, what? <laughs> Coming I, at you with the brown. I, uh, um, oh, what? <laughs> that, that's my reaction to that so far. I need to know more. <laughs> All right, so... My mother-in-law watches my three kids. They are ages five, three, and seven months. My mother-in-law usually watches them and drops them off from school. The kids are battling a stomach virus, so everyone was home Monday. The little one had a poop explosion, so my mother-in-law washed her butt in our bathroom sink. However, she did not clean up after, and there was poop all over the sink, on the toothpaste, on the toothbrushes, and the little cups that the kids use when brushing their teeth. No. Grandma, grandma, Come mama. On. You're supposed to be more experienced and help. Why are you doing that? Come, yes. I have pictures if you guys really want to see. This has happened before, but it's the first time we've said anything. When my wife called her mom to be more careful, when my when my wife called her mom to be more careful because it's absolutely disgusting and gross. My wife is Hispanic and so her tone can definitely be aggressive, especially as especially to a gringo like myself, but her mom seemed to understand the frustration. However, once her sisters, both in their 30s and single for good reason, caught wind that my wife quote, belittled their mother, all hell broke loose. Oh boy, family drama. Mm-hmm. The sisters began defending their mother, calling out the dirty or messy calling out how dirty slash messy our house is calling my wife fat and basically just saying oh how God. i know basically just saying how lucky we are to have a mother-in-law in our life and it's not a big deal in fact in fact we're the a-holes for being upset about this i guess the sisters got to my mother-in-law because then she came back and started parroting parroting the same talking points yeah like parroting like being a parrot like copying and saying what they had said okay Mm -hmm. um about how messy our house is how ungrateful my wife is and how Mm. my mother-in-law cleans our house and cooks for the kids all the time my five-year-old son was also at her house this weekend and had an accident where he Hershey squirted. Hershey squirted on the bed. I didn't even read all of this. I just read the title and I was like, yep, that's going in the pile. <laughs> um, he had accidentally Hershey squirted on the bed because he's sick. Oh, that's right. The vi- the stomach virus. That was also that was also thrown in our face multiple times. They also referred to watching our kids as favors, which is weird because they always ask to take them. My mother-in-law says she won't come over ever again to watch the kids. She sh- she no called she she no called no show. That's a that's a salon term. <laughs> she no showed today, so I had to call out today to watch the baby, which is fine. However, I don't like how my mother in law is affecting my job and career with her pettiness, so I had some important stuff scheduled today. Keep in mind, we pay her three hundred dollars in cash a week to watch the kids. Oh, holy shit! So they mm-hmm. so they also pay mm-hmm. the mother in law. Like, I mean, a lot of a lot of grandparents don't even get paid right. and they also still ask. So I wasn't expecting to even hire that and they pay her. Okay. Right. Okay, okay. Keep going. Okay. Now I'm going to be paying her about $150 more per month for someone else to watch my kids, which is no big deal. Really? Well, it sounds like it's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you bring up these things anyway. However, my son's birthday is tomorrow. They had a big old party planned at the, my mother-in-law's for Saturday. However, I have told everyone that we will not be attending the party. We have barred her family from seeing or giving gifts or even 
been speaking to the kids for the time being. Am I the dickhole for canceling my son's party? Ooh. I, that's that not, one's that's not fair to him. That's hard because that was my immediate reaction is you're you're now taking your adult problems and involving the kid. Right. That the kid is being played being is is being punished as well as mm-hmm. being put into the middle of adult drama. Preventing your preventing the person that you have a problem with from seeing the the th- the thing that is really connecting the two of you is mm-hmm. not hurting her. It's hurting the child. Yes. If you want to get back in any sort of way, then just stop coming around to their house. Yeah. Don't have the mother-in-law babysit. Yeah. I I actually. Limit your exposure to that person. Yes. Yes. Correct. After the fact. And like you already had these things planned. And like so the first thought that I had was like I'm actually overall on the side of the the the, the, the husband writer. that's the sent asshole. this in yeah i'm on the side <laughs> of the 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 dick hole originally we were <laughs> and i was up i was on their side up until that point yeah to me the biggest thing is if you if you are the adult in the situation and you do have a kid there needs to be a point at which you say, I have to control my behaviors and my emotions mm-hmm. because I have a kid so that my kid doesn't have to be involved. Like it's think of it as almost like protecting your kid and their their emotional well being. Right. By letting that be something that only you deal with. Yeah. Like we talk about it all the time, but like childhood trauma stuff, like I know a lot of mine deals with stuff that I was brought into that I should not have been brought into adult problems. Same. That is exactly what they're doing. So yes, unfortunately you are the dick hole. Yep. You are the dick hole. Um, yeah, we don't have any like buttons or anything, but when you want like dick hole, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's kind of sad because like I, I otherwise would side with them though. And I want to side with them, but it's like yeah don't don't bring the kid into it yeah it's yeah don't don't punish the child am i the dickhole for bringing my sister-in-law's wallet to the restaurant when she conveniently always forgets it uh my first impression is that is the wrong way to go about setting a boundary that yeah, don't you be should touching my stuff like Set a boundary in the first place if that's what they do, and don't deal with this bullshit. Don't don't get petty and go around and like find a way because yes, unfortunately, this is now going to probably make you be the dickhole when originally you weren't. Like, it's the wrong reaction to what sounds like the situation. They should set a boundary and be like, "Well, then we're not going to lunch anymore." Yeah, you don't have to touch their wallet. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> um, my female, 28, sister-in-law, we're going to call her Amy, female, 26, always comes to visit from out of town. She stays with us instead of a hotel and always wants to go to expensive restaurants. She always conveniently forgets her wallet or domes up, domes up with some excuse as to why she can't pay her share. She has implied that since I make much more money than her, I should be the one to pay. No, not my husband should pay, but me specifically. Oh, this is the in-law. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is interesting. I do make a fair amount of money, but not so much that I can treat someone every time they come into town. 
Nonetheless, in the past, I have just paid the bills and asked her to pay me back. Oh, pay, have paid the bill. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, she's, how long is I'm, she staying at your I'm house? I'm smiling so much because I actually understand this situation and I'm still not on their side. So let's keep going. <laughs> um, she never has. She had made a reservation at an extremely expensive restaurant last night. And before we left, I made it clear that I wouldn't be paying her bill. This is where I might be the asshole. And I'll admit, I got this move straight from an episode of Two and a Half Men. Hunt, guys, um, TV, it's not always it's, a it's not a, it's not always a guide or a suggestion of often, something to do often overly dramatized right so hence why would we want to do the overly dramatized version of something right yeah, yeah. Um, I pretended I forgot something and went back inside. I found her wallet sitting right on top of her suitcase. I put it in my purse and we went into the restaurant when we were done eating I asked for separate bills she said no. Uh, we needed just one because she, quote, forgot her wallet. I reached into my purse and said, oh, this wallet? She was extremely furious. She said that I should not have touched or grabbed her wallet. So am I the dickhole for taking her wallet and bringing it to the, bringing it to the restaurant? Now there are some edits. Okay. Wow. Thanks for all the award. Oh, oh okay. Um, this was the best post of 2022. Um, I'm going to go with absolutely. Absolute dickhole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As someone who also does make decent money, um, and in my past, I was was put into some of these, uh, uh, some situations like this um, with people who made assumptions about, you know, that I must make like some exorbitant amount compared to them. So therefore, I should be the one that can do all these things and do all this stuff and like, I don't even want to do them myself, right? And it sounds like this person is like, I don't necessarily want to go to these expensive restaurants and this person is putting them into these situations. But here's the thing. You're not. You're allowing them to mm-hmm. do all that you're shit. You're enabling the behavior. They're visiting you. Why aren't you the person who's saying, hey, so I made this reservation here and we're going here and we're going here. Or- and you can either choose to treat them to a to a cheaper place that personally that's what i usually do if someone if someone is spending the money to come visit me at least to spend the money to come visit me i'm not paying them to come visit me i tend to treat people two things right mm-hmm. but if it's not in my budget to go someplace expensive i don't do that and i'm the one that's in control of that situation like there is no reason that if this person says that it happens all the time where the fuck is your, like, your being to say no? No. Where's your boundary, girl? Put that boundary up, man. And then, like, reinforce it. You totally crossed a huge line. And touching her wallet. Not even a boundary that needs to be there. And touching someone else's wallet, like, you might not know their situation. And no matter how they're reacting, and like, you know, they're being frustrating with you know their financial situation and trying to take advantage of you her sister her sister you cannot turn around and do that to someone her sister-in-law is being a dickhole by expecting specifically her to pay correct correct and i have run into that situation myself with people who are you know no longer in my life but i've run into that too but the difference is you set that boundary and i did do that with with people in the past and honestly most of the time it, it honestly resolves the situation because they learn very quickly that they can't be that type of person. And a lot of times people who try to manipulate situations like oh. that are more manipulative in general. And they don't like to be seen 
as like the manipulative bitchy person because right. you've kind of like you've revealed to maybe others around them either even that that's who they are and so they will fix it for themselves yeah well so funny that you say that because the edits are wow thanks for all the awards geez lol so many comments that i can't keep up but thank you to everyone who had something to say edit number two amy just called me and she saw this post and she yelled at me for quote bad mouthing her on the internet honestly i don't care amy hopefully reading all these comments is a wake-up call for you she did exactly what she wanted to do was to get attention and get people to defend her to make this girl feel bad about herself as you were talking about manipulation it's exactly what she fucking did but I have to think that the comments weren't actually for the because they made it the, that edit edit but number be, two makes it sound like she thinks that the comments were validating towards her. I have to imagine that they weren't. They were. Those comments thought that she was in the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were that many people that thought that she was in the right in taking someone else's wallet and mm-hmm. taking it in like proving someone wrong. Yeah. Hey guys, there's a healthier Y'all, way. Of that so- is not healthy. There's a healthier way of solving this problem. Um, like Heather said, figure out the reservations or what I do in our family is we're going to cook for you. Correct. Yeah. And again, and also if, if then that doesn't work, which it sounds like this person didn't even freaking try, mm-hmm. if that doesn't work, then you say you have a conversation with your partner because it's an in-law and you'd be like, look, we're not doing it this way. We're more than happy to host you if you would like to come over, but we don't go to these places. We can't afford it either. It, like, just say it because if you're saying you can't really afford it either, then just say that. There's nothing wrong in saying, look, I don't, I don't want to spend this money on this food either. Mm-hmm. How about this instead? And if they have a problem with it, I hate to say it, but they don't have to come over anymore. But then at least you're still doing all that you can and you're being the better person. Yep. I cannot believe there were that many people that validated and said that she was in the right. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised. Yeah. So well, the, I'm still... Those people are all dickholes. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of where we came from this. There's... <laughs> what year did that get the top? 2022. <sighs> Man, I thought people were getting better about this. Come on. Know how to set boundaries. And unfortunately, it is on us as individuals to set them. And I, it sucks because we also don't deserve the traumas that we receive or Mm -hmm. people taking advantage of us. But how you set that boundary is still important and you shouldn't then become a fellow asshole. Yeah. Dickhole. Dickhole. Yeah. Yep. All right. So am I the dickhole for asking a late patient to reschedule? I'm a licensed professional hairdresser. Um, I'm a healthcare professional. This is not... Oh, asking a late patient? Uh, No. I don't think so. Be respectful of my time. Yeah, I don't think so. There's going to be a couple maybe like rare exceptions. There's really crazy things that can happen, but generally no. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I'm an APP and my last patient of the day called to let us know that they were going to be 15 to 20 minutes late. My, cl- my clinic actually asks that you arrive 15 minutes prior to your appointment for checking in and rooming so that your provider can see you right at your appointment time. However, most show up on time or five to 10 minutes late, and we do still see this. If it becomes 15 minutes past your appointment, we have not heard from you. We no call, no show you for that appointment. On this particular day, the patient called ahead and informed us that they'd be 15-20 minutes late, and unfortunately, I was not able to stay potentially 20 minutes late at work. I made sure it was not an urgent visit and checked my schedule to see if I had an opening the very next day and throughout the rest of this week. Throughout the rest of this week. That's very nice. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're doing all the right things so far. Yeah. Going above and beyond, doing, you know, the 
better than some people who would say like, no, just call me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I asked that the patient be rescheduled and left for her work and left work. I was texted later to be informed that the patient was very upset and refused to ever see me again because they are always running late. So if I can't wait, then they are not going to be able to be my patient. I feel bad and guilty, but at the same time, I was raised to be on time to these things. It honestly blows my mind being on time is the minority is the minority at my clinic i think there is a level of entitlement and disrespect for others within this but i also do not want to be insensible or not understanding to my patients am i the dickhole i'm gonna go ahead and go first and say that no you're not being the dickhole when people do not respect your time they do not respect you as a licensed professional um, as a hairdresser, people, it is very common for us to not be respected of our time because people think that we're just in there flipping hair around and like playing house. I am mm-hmm. on it. If I am, even if I think I'm two minutes behind on to getting to somebody, I will text them. Hey, I'm so sorry. I might be two minutes ahead of time. Please still schedule at your normal time. And all of the email reminders for the website says, please give yourself five to 10 minutes to be there early. Most do. Um, and if someone were to do this to me, fuck no like and to say you are always late i allow somebody to be late once and then after that we have a conversation because Mm -hmm. at that point it's a it's a chronic thing and if if there's something that we need to do to make it easier for that person to be on time to their appointment i'm more than willing to make those accommodations but if you simply are just like well my appointment's at this time so like i mean you know i had a client that one time was like well doctors are always behind on time so like why should i be paying you for like canceling or um being why should i pay you for being late doctors are always late and it's like but yet you still sit there and wait for your doctor don't you because you respect your doctor but you're not respecting me and you are always late so you're not the person that actually is waiting on me i'm the one that's waiting on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say no i think it was very nice of you to uh, uh offer an opportunity to be rescheduled and i as a person who fe- who feels that guilt after having to put up that boundary i get it but yeah y- you'll find a replacement Yep. I 110% agree with that. No person's it's, dollar is worth that kind of stress. Yeah. That they are, they are not the dickhole. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, you know, it can be an unfortunate situation, you know, that like someone is late or something crazy comes up, something crazy happens, but the person on the other end, whether they own a business or it's healthcare, any of that, um, they're also another human being, right? Like that's the biggest thing that I say, especially in healthcare and like um, COVID kind of really made a lot of healthcare professionals need to say this even more is please remember that the person on the other end that is giving you whatever that service is, is also another human being. They also have kids that they need to pick up from the crazy ass daycare system in America that is super shitty and terrible hours. And if you're not there, like right on time, you know, the, you know, they'll, you know, drop you from the daycare program because you're not there to pick them up. And then those people who work at the daycare need to go get their kids and take care of their families. Like it's a cycle. And actually it's sort of where I start to understand some of the, the chronic lateness of Americans, like, Mm -hmm. and in general, because it like one person affects literally like 10 people down the line. And then that keeps happening, right? Like, so I had to do like an intake, like health appointment before starting one of my new jobs, like the job that I'm at currently a couple years ago, I literally almost missed my movers coming to get my stuff, like, because they were running three hours behind 
I don't even know how that's possible. I'd never run into that before. I was so livid because I also had to do it because it was part of work stuff. But it was probably because of chronic things. And then they somehow are trying to make room to fit in walk-ins, even though I had an appointment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was horrendous. And to me, it's like that's where then people start to have that mindset of, well, like, well, you know what? If that doctor's going to make me wait an hour, two hours, whatever it is, why don't I just show up an hour late? You know, and then um, and then you get into this. But then what about the doctors who were going to see you on time? Right. right. And then we so, get into this cycle. People get into this mindset of, well, no, someone didn't respect my time. So why why should I respect anyone else's? And now we get into this like that happens. Right. But man. But then on top of it, for that person to then be so pissed about it, like Take accountability. You yeah. did something that was off and that was honestly rude. Like, and just be accountable for it. And and they offered to have reschedule. And what's the purpose of time if nobody's ever fucking on time? Isn't yeah. that the whole concept of, isn't yeah. that the whole purpose of well, time is to keep us on some sort of a schedule? part of the thing that bugs me with <laughs> current current state of things and parts of society. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact that the patient did, like, call to let them know but i don't know if they were like already late or if they were if this was before their appointment time i always appreciate a phone call because if you, you let yeah. me know we can might work something out but um you don't yeah. always get the answer you want to hear and that has to no. that's the thing that a lot of even a <laughs> children get are supposed to learn this but there's a lot of adults that don't realize that that like look you're not always going to get the answer that you want to hear yeah. and maybe you're going to have to take some accountability and like work with that person to come up with a new solution. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, the next one is, am I the dickhole for ignoring my friends for a few days? I don't know enough information. <laughs> oh, great. I'm going to stay I'm neutral. a dickhole all the time. <laughs> I'm going to stay, <clears throat> I'm going to stay neutral on this one for now. Yeah. I have always been the friend who's readily available to talk or comfort others 24-7, but recently I've had a lot of tragedies and hardships happen in my life, and it's honestly taking a toll on my mental health. I've been scared to just relax and keep to myself for a day or two because typically my friends make me feel bad about it if I don't hang out with them after work or at least text them a bit in a group chat. But this past week has overwhelmed me and I couldn't do it. I had to attend another family member's funeral less than six months after attending my own father's funeral and it just broke me. I felt I needed a break so I put my phone on silent and sent a text in the group chat letting everyone know that I probably won't be around for a few days. Hey, they're trying to open up that communication let them know. I think that's great. This one's making me sad. I relaxed for a few days and honestly it was great. No stress about responding to messages or prep preparing to meet up with somewhere to spend money I don't really have. I just went to work and went home and chilled on the sofa with my cats. It was extremely therapeutic. All of my friends were super understanding and supportive for the most part, but two of my friends have been making snide comments and keeping their responses to me short with one outright even stating that real friends lean on others in times of hardship instead of isolating themselves. It's made me feel pretty bad, and I wasn't even trying to upset them. I just wanted to sort out my emotions. I don't really understand their perspective, so I figured some insight from Reddit would help I was being, if I was being a bad friend. I would like to know so I can apologize. Am I the dickhole? I'm going to say no because you don't have to be readily available for your friends 24 7 and i've grown to learn that just because somebody may be viewed as online with social media that doesn't mean that they're readily available to be communicating with you and they will communicate with you at their own time when they're ready and people just because we all have phones in our hands 
just because we all have easier access to communicating with each other does not mean that we all need to be readily available. I think it was great that that person was trying to communicate their needs and it was respected, but for the other people to be treating them like that, you're not real friends. Those, that's, um, those are transactional relationships. They obviously keep you around for a reason. It doesn't yeah. seem like they really respect you. So I'm going to say that person is not the dickhole. Yeah, that one actually kind of made me sad because I I have trouble navigating that as well. Um, not not that not that my current friendships are that way. It's just more of like I put a lot of thought into like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I haven't talked to this person in a while, or I haven't responded to something in a while, and I, and I feel like that happens more and more as we get busier in our lives and like our you know very personal relationships like with a partner you have a kid or something like it just it gets harder to keep up with stuff than like let's say when we were in our 20s and we could just text back and forth and we didn't have like all these other things that we also had to do and stuff Mm -hmm. and I noticed some things that she kind of glazed over in the midst of her talking that actually to me were like big red flags so she mentioned at some point about how when she let go of the text messages, she didn't have to be bothered about spending money that she didn't have anyways. Okay, that is a huge passive pointer on something that's been bothering her for a while, that these friends expect her to go out and spend money and do things when she's not on the same page with that. Then there was something about like how they're talking about her and like making snide remarks and stuff, and there's these like expectations. Like... It sounds to me like this was her at her wit's end and unfortunately she didn't know how to set these kinds of boundaries in the first place. And perhaps in the end, if like maybe she did try, she has to come to that point where like realizing that these probably aren't the best friends for her and aren't like aligned with her true inner self. Mm -hmm. Because you should never have to feel that way, right? Like with your friends and they should be understanding. And it seems to me like these people do not have an ounce of empathy. Um, I don't think she's being an asshole no. or a dickhole dick at all. I I think that she did what was necessary and her friends would understand. Like her true friends yeah. should understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So am I the dickhole for charging rent from my friends and imposing a cleaning fee? Yeah. I'm not sure yet. So we're both staying neutral? Yeah. I'm staying neutral. Okay. The cleaning fee might sound intense depending on the story i don't know we'll see yeah i'll make this as short as possible i own a holiday apartment in italy that i rent out my friends asked me if they could stay there and i normally charge them 70 percent the normal rate they left the apartment less than clean to a point where the maid who told me about this had to take the sheets to a local laundry they denied leaving the apartment like that this can't be true however it was cleaned before their stay and nobody had been there till the maid told me about its state i told them that there would be oh uh pounds i told them that there would be an extra 150 pounds for the extra work that's me being generous with them normally it would be 250 pounds for that amount of work and time plus the cleaning cost etc they were less than happy even told me i was a jerk for charging them rent to begin with quote you don't charge friends i told them to pay the cleaning fee and get bent am i the dick hole nope definitely not Honestly, this is totally another story, but just in a different manner of friends taking advantage of another yeah. friend. Like, well, they also only they were already used to only do like seventy percent the normal rate, and then they're like, "How dare you charge us?" Like, are you kidding me? You're going to like a vacation spot in Italy or whatever, and like, 
what? Like, well, and it's taking advantage of a friend. Well, so here's the thing. Is this place being rented out like an Airbnb? Okay. Are you like constantly booked out? Give them 30% discount. That's great. But if it's like, it only gets rented out during certain times of the year, then like, maybe go ahead and give it to them for free, but impose the cleaning fee. But then again, like either way, the cleaning fee, they should be paying the cleaning fee regardless. But I'm just trying to say like, if it's like, Hey, I've got like nobody staying at the place for the next month. Anybody want to borrow it for a week? Then, okay, great. Sure. If you're offering, if you're offering, if someone is offering because they don't have it filled anyways. Yes. And it wasn't, so there's a couple extra details we need to know is like, is this something that's normally rented out from a point of business? It sounds like it is. I do think that like the quality and the level of reviews that they've had is a little too subjective. As long as you're getting overall business, I think you should be allowed to charge. Like oh, well, if yeah. they're like their first yeah, customers right. and they don't ever get anybody, I do agree with that. But if they overall get, you know, uh, there's peaks and lows, but they get a season. And I mean, honestly, most people who own airbnbs like that do also have peak and low prices too so i'm making the assumption that this person manages it in that normal way right but i'd say yeah only if they were offering of their own accord yeah then it makes sense that being like yeah there's no one here anyways if you guys want to come during this week that's fine and probably be more last minute thing but i'm guessing based off how they wrote it that the friend's wanted to go on vacation there and they yeah. requested those dates and then expected an even bigger discount and then treated the place like trash because right. oh that's my friend so i can take advantage yeah. of them fuck that again that's taking advantage of friends and it's like we hurt the people we love the most kind yeah. of concept of like it just becomes so passive for people to just not give a shit about the people that they supposedly give a shit about yeah yeah all right so this is um <clears throat> our longest one it's gonna be our last one okay Am I the dickhole for making my girlfriend leave the country? What? Okay, my first reaction is probably, but maybe there's a very interesting story to this. So let's let's hear it. (laughs) This is my first time posting on Reddit, so forgive any errors if the format is weird. I also can't give too many details as my girlfriend has a lot of close friends, are avid Redditors. I, 28 male, have been dating my girlfriend, 27 female, for five years. We met in college where she was an international student. She started working after graduating while I am currently doing a master's program. Her company was sponsoring her visa until they got bought out and she got laid off. She was given a limited time to find a new employer to sponsor her a new visa and it really stressed her out. She was applying to jobs every day and did a lot of interviews but unfortunately wasn't able to get an offer. She really wanted to stay since she loves this place and I would still be here in the country. While I was out with a buddy, he suggested that I sponsor her visa since we have been in a relationship for quite some time. I do love her and I didn't want I didn't want to see her so stressed out and I told her about the idea. She was hesitant at first. She said she didn't want me to think she was with me so I could be her way to a permanent residency mm-hmm. or citizenship to the country. I wanted her to stay and I wanted to do it. But we consulted an immigration consultant and decided to do the paperwork on our own. She was the one who mostly looked into the stuff we needed to prepare for. She still applied for the jobs, but not as urgently as urgently as she used to. Oh, it took a while since we never really had anything joint related. When I, when I first saw that, I was like, you were smoking joints? Are you talking about like... <laughs> I know this whole process, by the yeah, way, because of everything with 
Spencer and I. So this is this is interesting. We lived together and just split the bills on her own. She had enough saved up to be okay for a while, and I had to fill out some paperwork to be her sponsor, and I felt uneasy about it. I did want her to stay, but it felt like it was just too much. Eventually, she was done with her part, and all of that was left was mine. I finally told her that I didn't want to go through with it and that she was very upset, and she asked why. I told her that I suggested the idea because I didn't want to see her stressed out all of the time and that I eventually realized that I shouldn't have to be her I shouldn't have to be responsible for her. We had a long talk where I told her that I still want to be in a relationship with her but I just don't want to be forced to be responsible for her. She said she felt very hurt by what I had said. Aww. Things changed and she didn't really want to talk to me after that. She kept applying for jobs and attending interviews but eventually her visa expired. Before she left, I told her I love her and that I would really want her to come back. <laughs> oh, my How God. However, she told me that she sees me differently after the things I told her. It has been a few weeks since she left, and I do miss her cooking, her presence, and her being able to spend time with her. Hold on. Sorry, I'm going to lose my shit on this one. <laughs> I still want a future with her. However, our close friends have been telling me that I was an asshole. I disagree. I think they are being biased. So here I am asking Redditors. What do you think? Am I the dickhole? Edit. I have read through a lot of the comments and everyone seems to think I am the dickhole here. To those asking what my responsibilities would be, I would have to be financially responsible for her for three years. If she gets any government assistance or social welfare, I would have to pay it back. I also couldn't sponsor anyone else until the three years have passed. Also, I listed what I missed about her in no particular order. However, I listed that I miss her cooking first, but it doesn't mean I don't miss her. To the people who said I'm probably an immigrant too, what does that have to do with anything? My parents moved to where we are now, so here I am. I still stand by what I said. No no one I know has to do anything like this. I, it just doesn't feel normal. I would want to eventually have a home with her, but I don't think anyone should have to be responsible for another person's decisions on or their circumstances. It's just gaslighting if you convince someone that they should be. I don't know if anyone will see this edit since it has been up for a few days. I have updates, so I'll probably do separate posts about it when I have the time. What do you think a marriage and the future with somebody is supposed to be, buddy? You're supposed to lean on each other. If you're going to be in a relationship with somebody who is an immigrant, you do take on these responsibilities and you have to know that up, hand, up front. And obviously there was a level of commitment that you were willing to do at the beginning. And it doesn't seem like you're willing to do that now. That is just really shitty. So I'm going to say he's the dickhole. I, man, if, I, if only our listeners could see me right now, <laughs> I'm like fuming over here, like sitting here and just like closing my eyes, being like, calm yourself down. <laughs> okay. First question, how old is he again? So I can have a little bit of perspective of how developed his brain is expected to be. He is 28 and she is 27. And that they, motherfucker. they were together for five years. That motherfucker. So she has experience in this. It's not yes. just an opinion. Well, it's, it's yes. It's, and it's, I shouldn't be sorry if I'm willing to say it. Right. So right. <laughs> it's your experience with this. He's 28. I I also thought it was interesting just the way that you read it. I because you read it with your soft, like easygoing voice. Mm -hmm. I kind of got the impression, and because of all of his explanations after that, this was like the nice guy, the quote unquote the nice guy who's nice until he's no longer nice. Yeah. Type of person like he's John used Tucker. To, yeah, he's like a John Tucker. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, like he is the nice boy who's gonna take care of things, and then when it actually like he has to do these things, it's like. 
what? I have to do this? Oh my God. Um, so here's the thing. If you're 28 years old and you can't figure this shit out, we have, we have problems here. Yeah. So I, I have to, I have to think that we're talking about the American process, but even if not, it sounds, it's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you have immigration aspects involved, any country, there is always the aspect. And I didn't need to know this even, even without my experience that I have currently where I I am married to someone who has immigrated from Canada, right? Like, yeah. so even without that experience, if you are 28 and you do not realize at that point that involving yourself in an immigration process does not re- involve responsibilities on your end that <laughs> usually includes financial and, like, signing paperwork that you would handle, like, stuff related to taxes and other things. Like, they might, you know, be, quote, unquote, a dependent, right, if they don't have yeah. a job in the meantime. So, actually, you do get tax breaks. Um, but, like, there, there are – if you don't realize that, like, are you living under a rock? Also, you've been with this person for five years. You didn't think about any of this. You didn't look into like what this process was going to look five like. Five fucking years, and and actually, they had to have known because the whole first part of that was explaining that they knew about the situation mm-hmm. it, with uh, involving the education system. And again, that sounds very much like the American system, where you know you have certain visa levels as a student, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talk usually at universities for those international students who are like, okay, like. You know, if I don't have this, then I need to get a job. And that's exactly what happened. He was he was concerned about her stress because it sounded like at first he cared enough about that and all the stress that was going into applying to job after job after job to get out of this. And, oh, look, you know, we've been together for four and a half because five by the end of all this, four and a half years. Why don't we just move forward with this process and I can help you to help you feel better? Great. Six months later oh, what? I don't want to do this. And how come you're not applying so hard for jobs when literally, literally his first reasoning for getting, for doing this was because he didn't want her to have to worry so much about doing that. So I don't even, I don't even give her any slack for slowing down on her job applications because he even admitted that she was still doing them. She wasn't doing them as often. That's the whole point, right? Like if she's no longer stressed about that because he is going to, he, he, stated in his own words that he was choosing to take responsibility for her as a partner and put extra energy into to help be uh more of the uh let's say like financial or like the person to uh, lean the, on. the person to lean on for that time period and then all of a sudden midway through a very intensive very sensitive process regarding someone's status to be able to live in a country yeah. you say Oh, you know what? I don't feel like it, but I love you. I love you still. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's no, you do not love that person because if you actually truly cared about them and love them, you, you would at least love them enough not to put them through this process. Yeah. Now I will say it is important that if down the line something happens and in the relationship and you say, you know what, I apologize, I'm no longer feeling this, that is definitely complicated. That can be sad on both sides. But I imag- I would imagine that that would go on the route of that comes with feelings of loss of love. Like yeah. you no longer love the person, you no longer want to be with them, and therefore you also then naturally don't want to be responsible for them. Right. If in the middle of the process the relationship fell apart, that's one thing. You can't. 
you can't say that to someone and do all these things and then say, oh, I don't want to be responsible for them, but also, oh, I still love you and oh, I still love your cooking and oh, I'm going to miss you. Are you fucking kidding me? Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. And this this dude is one of the biggest dickholes of all the stories that we've read. Well, okay. He won the biggest dickhole of 2022. Yep. He I'm won- here for it. He won the award. He I- deserves that award. What a wonderful award for him. Yeah. And I don't care. And, and the fact, all those excuses was so much of that nice guy game. Yeah. Like, oh, but like, but I still care about her. No, you do not. No. And stop acting like it. Like, to me, that's a form of emotional manipulation oh, and like yeah. abuse because like he can't look in the mirror and understand that he actually is the bad guy right and you want to act that way you don't get to be the good guy you no. don't and i'm not sorry for saying that you no. you cannot do that to people i don't care if you're in a relationship or you're choosing to you know support a family member or someone you know across seas like that's not how that works. When you like get into something and you start to get into like a very intensive process like that, you can't just suddenly drop it. No. And I the reason why I asked for the age was because when they were talking about college, you know, I I also have that experience of being like, you know, you think you know what you're doing, you think you know what you're doing in a relationship and of course mine on top of it were abusive and very toxic but even in a healthy relationship in college like people go through so many life changes in their early 20s and like late late teens early 20s that who you think you're with is very oftentimes who you don't end up being with right and i could i could almost understand also not processing through that kind of shit correctly I would have still thought he was a dickhole, but I would have had like been like, wow, he's just an immature idiot. Yep. But there's no excuse for that when you're 28. There really nope. is not. Like that dude definitely has some growing up to do. And I I truly hope wonderful things for that woman. Yeah. I truly hope that she finds someone who is supportive. Sounds like she was actually a really hard worker because she was so worried about finding a job for herself that could help her and sponsor her. Sounds like, you know, she worked hard to be where she was and she continued to work hard until someone offered to help her yeah. and she chose to take that help. And then that person manipulated that whole situation and was like, mm-hmm, I don't feel like it anymore. And I hope that they find a person who actually does want to take care of them. And I hope that good things for them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Biggest dickhole. <clears throat> yep. So everybody, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. <laughs> I, I feel really good about this week's episode. That, I got to let out some anger on that one. So thank you so very much for hanging out with us, you guys. If you're listening to us on Monday, we hope that you have a great Monday and that you have a great week. If you're listening to us on Saturday, we hope that you had a nice week. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Really appreciate everybody. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to interact with us some more or watch our TikToks or email us or let us know if you think that uh, any of these people were not an asshole. Email us at typicallydivergentpod at gmail.com. And um, again, all of our stuff is in the link tree in the episode's description. And um, come chat with us. Come be typically divergent. So this is us. Oh, uh, so you guys will hear from us next week. And uh, no. So this is us signing out. And uh, you will hear from us next week. 
Bye. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's not right. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. So you say love you guys. I'll say love oh, yeah. you. You say bye. Then I say yeah. bye. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. So um, this is us uh, signing out. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>